Carolina, and this recording is from one of our church services. For more information, visit our website at churchofphiladelphia.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the message. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to go down to the book of Psalms, chapter 113. Um, we're going to start at verse number one. When you have it, say amen, say amen. All right, Psalms 113 and the reading of God's word. It says, praise ye the Lord, praise all ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God who dwelleth on high? who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust, and he lifteth the needy out of the dunghill, that he may set him with princes, even with the princes of his people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. And so the title that we're going to be working with on today is simply called Response of the servants, response of the service, amen. It is going to be the response of the service. And, and truly, like I said, stated earlier, all the different things that have transpired, all these things that have taken place in our world today as service of God, simply being uh, uh, defined as, when you look at service, it's, it's been defined or interpreted as simply worshipers of God. So as worshipers of God, our response must be to everything that is going on in this world, all the different trials and tribulations, the things that you've been challenged with and tried with on a day-to-day -day basis in your life, simply our response must be that one of praise. It must still be, I bless your name, God. It must still be, thank you, Jesus. It must still be, God, you are worthy. It must still be, I give you the glory. You know, all of these things that we do to give God the praise. And as we're in the book of Psalms, we understand that the central theme of the book of Psalms is that of praise and worship. The book is all about praise and the book is all about worshiping God. And so bear with me. I'm going to be looking down. I got a lot of different notes down here. So as I, as I open this up, right? So we understand that is the central theme of this particular book. That is to give God praise and that is to worship God as the very psalmist begin to write. It did them with different things. And one of the things I truly, truly appreciate about the book of Psalms uh, from my boy David, you understand David was cold-blooded he really expressed to God how he felt and one thing I appreciate about God God never shied away God was never ashamed God never judged David for how he felt the book of Psalms allowed David and the other psalmists to truly express how they felt and I'm talking about when you look at some of the things that David wrote, David wrote some harsh, some very harsh things about his enemies. And what I appreciate, God was allowing David to get out his emotions, what he felt about situations, what he felt about people. And God didn't judge him for that. Because in reality, God was the one who created David with the emotions. And so he appreciates the fact that we can be honest and we can be truthful about what it is that we feel about the things that we're actually dealing with. So I appreciate God for that. Though he's given us the emotions, he didn't judge us for how we felt either. So what you find out through the book of Psalms, not only is a book centered around praise and worship, but it also allows the psalmist to express those inner emotions and inner feelings that they feel deep down in their heart, deep down in their soul. And God makes room, God makes space for them to be who they are and express what it is, that exactly what they're feeling. Amen. And so 
Because this book, the central theme is about praise and it is about worship. We understand praise is, is predicated on what God has done. We praise God for what he has done. So God is worthy of all the praise because of what he has done. And then God is worthy of all the worship because of who he is. Right. So we praise God for what he has done and we worship God for who he is. I'm going to say it again. So we praise God for what he has done and we worship God for who he is. So God is worthy of all the praise because of what he has done and what he will do. And not only that, God is worthy, worthy of all the worship because of who he is. I'm sorry, Mike, I apologize. I just got right into it. I, I forgot about the offer, uh, the, the, the word decree. You know the word decree. Flash it up there real quick. Let the people read it in Jesus' name. Lord, forgive me. I'm just, I'm, I'm you know, Lord, help me. Right. It says, I decree to my ears, heart, and spirit are open to receive and grab the word of God, which is quick, alive, and powerful, active in the spirit of meekness. The ground of my life is further to nurture and grow the seed of God's word. That will produce fruit in my life this week. I am a successful doer of what I will hear today, and I will leave for today full of faith, love, power, wisdom, and victory. Amen. I apologize about that. Uh, I'm excited. I'm just trying to get this out of my spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So we understand this book is centered around praise and worship, right? And again, going back to the title, this is the response of the service. This is the response of the worship. Praise must be the response of the worship. Because in the midst of what you're dealing with, in the midst of what you've been tried with, challenged with, faced with your trials and tribulations, the difficulties of life, the challenges of life, praise must be the response of you, the worshiper. Now that's if you are a worshiper. Because one thing about it, we know everybody can praise God, but everybody can't worship God. Oh yes, everybody can't worship God. And so as we dig into this book of, of Psalms, we understand there are three basic types of Psalms, right? And the three basic types of Psalms are the lament Psalms, then there's the thanksgiving song, and then there's the praise songs. Now out of these three basic types of songs, they are further broken down into 10 different types of songs, right? And we're going to flash that on the screen so you can actually see uh, how we further break down these three basic types of songs. Amen? And so the, the, the first one is the individual lament song. It's the individual lament song, simply meaning it is the individual that actually petitions God, right, to rescue him or to defend him. It is the individual uh, that petitions God, right, uh, to rescue him or to defend him. And that is the individual lament song. Right, where the individual is crying out to God, you know, where he's in need, he or she is in need of being rescued, or that he or she is in need of God defending them. That's the individual lament song, right? And then the second one is the communal lament song, right? Uh, and the same thing is taking place, except for it being an individual, it is now the actual nation the congregation, the people as a whole coming together. And as they come together, the nation, the people are making a petition for God to rescue them or for God to defend them. So it's one thing when the people come on one accord and they begin to cry out and believe God, that God is going to rescue them or believe that God is going to defend them. And then number three is the individual thanksgiving song, right? And this is where the individual publicly acknowledges God's activity in their life publicly. We're not keeping it a secret. No, I want the world to know what God has done for me. And, and not just me voicing what he's done for me, but I'm going to also have a lot my praise because I praise him for what he has done and I praise him for what he shall do. 
So this is the individual giving a public acknowledgement of God's activity in their life. Number four talks about the communal song, right? And this is the, where the nation, again, this is the communal song of Thanksgiving, where the nation publicly acknowledges God's activity in their life. So the people come on one accord. And as a congregation, as a people, as a nation, we voice what God has done in our life. And we voice our praise, our thanksgiving for what God has done. Meaning, simply put, when we praise God, it is a celebration for what God has done. We are celebrating the acts and deeds that God has done in our life. Amen. So number five talks about uh, 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 the uh, general praise psalms, right? So number five is the general praise psalms where, where the, the psalmist, we are magnifying the name of God, right? And we're boasting about his greatness. So for the general praise psalms, we want to magnify the name of God. Now, the truth be told, we can't make God any larger than he already is. Right? He is so great. We can't, no matter how much we praise and no matter how much we lift him up, no matter how much we bless him, we cannot actually magnify God, right? But we can magnify our praise. We can make our praise become bigger. We can make our praise become louder, right? And, and, and like David said, even more undignified, right? So the general praise some talks about magnifying the name of God and we're boasting about, I'm proud of the fact that God put his greatness on display. I'm proud about the fact of what God has done in my life. I'm proud about what God has done in the life of the people of God that are connected to me or the body of Christ as a whole. So these are general praise psalms that we as the body, we offer up to God as we magnify his name and as we boast about his greatness. And then number six is where we find ourselves in Psalms 113, where it talks about a descriptive praise. These are descriptive praise psalms, right? Where we're praising God for his attributes and his mighty acts, right? We're praising God for his attributes and for his mighty acts. And then number seven talks about these are enthronement psalms where describe the Lord's sovereign reign over all. And see, regardless of what's taking place in the world and regardless who's the leader of this particular country and this particular country, what the Bible lets us know is that God is sovereign and he reigns over all. He reigns over all. And so we have a clear depiction of this in the enthronement songs that, that, that describes Lord's sovereignty and his reigning over all. And then number eight simply talks about pilgrimage songs and, or, or songs of Zion. And these, these particular songs were sung by the pilgrims while they were en route to Jerusalem for the three annual feasts that would take place throughout the year. They were singing these songs of Zion, keeping their heart merry while they're en route, because they understood while we're en route to go and offer sacrifice unto the Lord, he is so worthy. And so every step we take, it is going to be uh, laced with song. Every step we take. It's going to be filled with praise as we march to the temple to bless God, to offer sacrifice, right? And number nine talks about, you know, these are the royal songs where they simply portray the reigns of the earthly king or the earthly leader, you know, as well as the heavenly king. Because guess what? Who's ever in a leadership or authoritative position can only be there because God allowed or God ordained for them to be there. So uh, the, the royal psalms talks about the reigns of the earthly kings as well as the heavenly king. And last but not least, number 10 talks about the wisdom and the didactic psalms, meaning these particular songs, they instruct the reader. 
in the ways of righteousness, how to be in right standing with God, how to be in right standing with your fellow brother and sister. The ways of righteousness, which, which speaks to the ways of God. So these particular Psalms instruct us as we read throughout God's word, it instructs us how to live right. It instructs us how to be right. It instructs us how we're supposed to praise right, worship right, deal with one another in the right manner. Amen. I hope you still got your praise. Amen. Because that is the response of you, the servant, or you, the worshiper. And and I know, I know for some of y'all, you may not like the word servant because it may remind you of slavery and all these different things, but I would rather be the slave of a most high God. I would rather be the bumming of a most high God. Oh, yes. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. I'm not ashamed to say that I work for him, that I belong to him. I'm his. But not only am I his, he is mine. Right. So so we understand servants is also interpreted worshipers. Now, verse one begins to talk about it says now. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. OK, so so look at it. Psalms 113 through Psalms 118. These are known as what they call the Egyptian Halal Psalms, meaning these are the Egyptian praise songs while we were in route, while the people were in route out of Egypt, when God allowed the Passover to come. He put a song in them out, and they had a praise as God was delivering them from Pharaoh and the nation of Egypt. They had a song, they had a praise in their mouth. And so even before the Passover is taking place, uh, typically what they do is they sing this particular song. Before the Passover meal, they sing this particular song. So when you think about the Egyptian halal praise, simply interpreted the Egyptian praise. We got a praise because God has brought us out of bondage. Oh, my God. We got a praise because God has brought us out with a mighty hand. We have seen the great acts of God. We have seen the strong hand and the strong arm of God on display. More importantly, we have seen the love of God, his response to our cry. Because remember in the book of Egypt, round about chapter number two, round about the end, of the chapter where the people came on one accord and they began to cry out to God and God had respect unto the people and he heard their cry. To hear his cry wasn't just to hear them with his ears, but yes, he heard them with his ears, but there was not a response that God was going to actually do. He responded by delivering them from a Pharaoh and the nation of Egypt. All right, so they had a praise. So these particular Psalms, Psalms 113 through 118, are known as the Egyptian Halal or the Egyptian praise Psalms. I got a praise because God has brought me out of bondage. And I don't know about you, when I think back to how different things kept me bound in my mind, how different things had me bound in my heart, how different things had me bound in my soulish realm, and not just in my soulish realm, but when this body was bound, when my mind was telling me to do one thing, but, but my body wanted to go do another thing. You, you understand what I'm saying? Are y'all trying to be deep on this Father's Day? But, but I thank God that God allowed his delivering power to break and to overcome my flesh, to overcome the days that my emotions were ruling on the inside of me, to overcome generation and bloodline curses. That's why I can give God praise because of what he has done. He broke chains off of me. He set me free. Where I was bound, I now experience the liberty and the love of God. And I'm free to pursue God, to chase after God. 
where before you know how you wanted something so badly and you felt you were so close to it, but, but you couldn't even reach out until as far as you stretch, it was right there within your grasp, but yet you could not put your hands on it. I knew there was something better for me in life. I knew change was on the horizon in my life, but until God came in and did what he did, I could never put my hands on change. You know, well, they say you're going through the rat race, the, the monotony, the mundane, of the everyday tedium of things going on, the same old, same old, and you're trying to break out of the rut of things. I can only break out and break forth as God delivered me. Man, so, Think about this, right? Praise. When we say praise, it is merely, in its simplest terms, it is a celebration. It is a celebration of for what God has done. I celebrate God for what he has done. But think of it also as this praise, right? Simply defined as the act or, or, or acknowledging what God has done while celebrating. So I'm acknowledging what he's done, but as I'm acknowledging what he's done, I now celebrate his virtuous deeds and acts. I acknowledge what he done, and in my acknowledging of what God has done, I celebrate what God has done. I celebrate his virtuous deeds as well as his mighty, powerful acts through praise, through celebration. And think about it. Uh, if you're one of those individuals that love being celebrated on special days, like namely your birthday, if your mother on Mother's Day, if your father on Father's Day, or for a case in point, 4th of July, how you like to celebrate uh, Independence Day, all these different things, or Juneteenth, you know, because that's just fascinating. Thank God for, uh, thank you, God, for anointing Brother Abraham Lincoln to emancipate the slaves. In Jesus' name, yes, I bless him right there, right? That is worth celebrating, right? So for those of you that understand celebration, you like to experience it, you like to be a part. This is what we're saying. When God does something for you, celebrate. Nah, I'm not going to sing that song. I'm not going to sing that song. I'm not going to sing a celebration, right? So this is the other thing. Now, my praise and your praise, my praise and your praise, it is the response to what God has done or what God shall or what God will do in our lives. Praise, my praise and your praise is the response to what God has done or what God will do in our lives. Amen? So when, when you think about that, right? I, I understand God gets the type of praise he gets from me because when I look around, when I search, I can't find no one that is capable, that is able to do what God has done in my life. That's why God gets the highest praise from me because when I look around, there is no one able to do what God has done. No one is worthy of the celebration that God gets from me because they're not, they're not able to do what he's able to do. Right. So verse number one begins. It says, pray, it starts off with the declaration of praise ye the Lord. The commandment, the instruction, praise ye the Lord. And praise ye is interpreted as hallelujah, the highest praise or the highest celebration unto Jah, the short word for Jehovah. The highest praise unto Jehovah God. So it says, praise ye the Lord, the self-existing God. And you got to understand, he exists without the hands of man. He was not fashioned and formed. He was not created. He was not spoken into existence. Uh, he was not believed. 
you know, he's not some figment of some man's imagination, but he is the true and living God. He existed before anything ever existed. So he's the self-existing God. And when you think about him being the self-existing God, uh, what is your little problem? What is your little issue? What is your little struggle? Because if he is the self-existing God, and if he is the omnipresent God, which tell me he is in all places at the same time, then guess what? He is existing in your problem. And all you got to do is give him an opportunity to show up, give him an opportunity to manifest himself in your problem. How can you do that? But the Bible lets us know that he inhabits the praises of his people, uh, meaning he comes and he sits atop the praises of his people. Would you give God a resting place, a sitting place when you give God praise? See, that's what you're doing. When I lift up praise, I'm giving God a place to come sit out of heaven. I'm getting my praise becomes a throne for you to sit on him in the earth realm so that you can sit in the midst of what I'm going through because where I am, there shall praise be. And where praise shall be, there shall the Father be seated in the midst of what it is that I'm dealing with. So it doesn't matter what I'm faced with. It doesn't matter what I'm, I will praise the Lord. And like I said, one of my favorite parts of the song in the introduction was I still will bless him. Uh, when things are not going right, when I don't understand them, when they're uncomfortable, you know, when I feel like the enemy has stole me, meaning he sucker punched me, uh, caught me off guard when I should have been on guard, when I wasn't paying attention, when I should have been paying attention, when I thought it was this and it was really that right there, when I did not like what God said, when I did not like the actions or behaviors of people, when I did not like how people responded to me, or react to me, but guess what? I still must keep a praise in my mouth. And when I talk about this, I'm reminded of old school church, right? I even think about old school COP. Uh, there used to be a time when we, old school COP, when the enemy would come in like a flood, although God would lift up the standard against him before we felt or recognized that the standard was yet lifted up, we would begin to give God praise in the midst of hearing bad news, in the midst of hearing tragic news, in the midst of experiencing something traumatic. You know what our response was? It was some of us would begin to leap for joy. Uh, we didn't find no joy in what was expressed to us. Uh, we didn't find joy in what we just heard. We didn't find joy in what we just experienced. But we understood that the word declared when you can't find a leap for it. And we would begin to leap for joy in the midst of things that we were going through. And all of a sudden, we would find joy, like the word said, that the world has not given. I can't uh, tell you. I can't explain to you why I got this type of joy. All I know is uh, he's coming down on me right now. All I know is he's stirring on the inside of me. All all I know is he's touching me and he's got his hands upon me because you know what? I should have thrown the towel right here. This situation right here, think about the different times that we've had tragic news. We've lost certain people that we felt like we just could not go on without, but it was nobody but the hand of God and the presence of God that gave us the strength and gave us the joy to keep pressing, to keep moving forward and to keep trusting God. And there we know before we could even pray, came rolling out of our mouth. It just became so second nature for us to give God praise in every situation. But now you find that, you know, because we want things so microwavable or so quick, you know, what we're, we're, we're slow to give God praise. We, we, we think about what it is that we're going through. We think about ways that we can come out rather than just giving God praise, rather than just blessing God, because I know you're going to bring me out. I know you're going to deliver me. I know you're going to rescue me. I know you're going to defend me. Rather than having this train of thought, we begin to think 
think about and analyze and try to interpret what it is that we're in and we forget to give God praise. But but the psalmist starts off by saying, praise ye the Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And he follows that by saying, praise, oh, ye servants of the Lord. See, you worshipers, and see, this is second nature. You ought to give God praise. Yes. And, and, and look at this trifold thing. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. This trifold instruction, trifold commandment, where it's all hinging on praise. You acknowledging God for what he has done. His virtuous deeds and mighty acts. Now there ought to be such a celebration because of what God has done. Why? Because nobody else could have gave you peace of mind. Yeah. You, you, you got peace in the middle of what you're going through right now. Should have lost your mind. And it, it, it's become so cliche it's in the church when we say that right there. But if you like me and you understand how much the enemy tries to attack you with the spirit of insanity, uh, with lunacy, all these different things where the enemy tries to get you to lose your mind. I'm talking about attacking you with serious issues at an early age, things that adults should be going through. You experiencing at an early age. God, I should have lost my mind, but I'm I understand I still have my, my right mind, my right train of thought. Why? Because of the peace of God. And I bless you, God, for your peace, God. I praise you for your peace, God. I praise you that you are keeping me, God. I'm supposed to be kept. I don't supposed to be kept. I should have lost it a long time ago. Especially when I think about me, how much I messed it up. And this is why I can appreciate David. You understand? Because he talked about how much he messed stuff up. And, and, and I bless God for that. It gives me an example where I'm not trying to be so perfect. Because I understand there's only one perfect one. But I can come to God honest. And I can come to God really talk about my shortcomings. And talk about my flaws. And talk about my issues. And talk about my struggles. And dare I say, talk about the sins. Oh, yes. Because don't nobody want to talk about sins anymore. We just want to limit it to struggles and issues. But the reality, guess what? Your struggles and your issues are merely components of the sin that you deal with. So the reality, I'm so glad that God allows me space where I can come and confess before him. He said I can come boldly before his throne of grace and that I can obtain mercy even when I come to confess. God, you know what? I sin right here, God. And God, you know what else, God? I sin like this, God. And this is the actual sin that I did, God. But the truth of the matter is, God, this sin right here I love that one right there, God. This here right here, it made me feel real good, God. But I'm so glad, God, that I love you more than I love this sin, God. And the truth be told, God, even though I love you more than I love this sin, God, it's hard to take my hands off this particular sin right here. I have fasted, and I still struggle with it, God. I have cried, and I still struggle with it, God. I have prayed, God, and I still struggle with it, God. I have asked other people to intercede, God, and I still struggle. But all I'm saying is, God, you have got to help me with this one thing right right here, God, because I need you more than I need this thing right here, God. I love you more than I love this thing right here, but God, it is hard to relinquish this thing, God. It is hard to let go of this thing, God, but God, I have hope in you, God, and that's why I will bless your name. That's why I will praise you, God, because I know what you're going to do. It hasn't yet happened yet, God, and that's why we say, I will yet praise the name of the Most High God, because that thing hasn't happened yet, but I still got to praise all oh, my 
my God. I'm still struggling with it, you know what I'm saying? But I believe that God is going to deliver me. Anytime, God, he's going to deliver me. So that's why I can still bless the name of God. I have hope and I have expectation, but more importantly, I have faith to believe that God loves me enough that he will not leave me in this place. So, worshipers, your response ought to be that of praise. Will you bless him when you don't understand? Will you bless him when it's uncomfortable? Will you bless him when it seems like you all by your lonesome? Will you bless him when it seems like he's so far away? Will you bless him when it seems like he is not listening? Will you bless him when you messed up? Okay, and trying to get it right, will you still have a praise in your mouth? Uh, you might have messed it up this morning. You might have messed it up late last night. But one thing you still have to have, you still must have a response. You still must have a praise. God, I messed it up, but I still bless your name, God, uh, because I believe that you are going to pick me up, God. I believe that you're going to restore me, God. I believe, God, that you will establish me and set my feet on a steady, firm foundation, God. That is the rock of Jesus Christ, God. I choose to believe, God, so I will give you praise. This ought to be the response of you, the servants of God, the worshipers. And he says, praise the name of our Lord. And see, I don't know what name that you like to call him by. He has many different names, many, 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 many different names. And one thing that we have been doing at five o'clock prayer, we have been studying the names of God. We have been speaking about, praying about, and, and trying to understand the names of God. And as we understand the names of God, we begin to understand the character of God uh, as it pertains to this particular name. And we begin to understand the nature of God in relation to this particular name. And I've been so blessed as we've been studying these names. I'm talking about over 300 odd names we've been talking about. Names for the Father, names for the Son, and names for the Holy Spirit of God, where we've been enjoying ourselves just basking and just learning about who God is and understanding his character and his nature by way of his name. And I, I, the name that we began to talk about this morning was God, our Savior. God, our, he's the Savior of us, the people. God, our Savior. And I was just like, God, uh, this ain't no coincidence that this morning, God, I get to talk about this particular name, God, that you are God, our Savior, God. Because I get it. There are many days that you feel like you need to be saved, but you can't forget you are a part of a household, and your household needs to be saved. And if you're not in position and if you're out of line and out of the will of God then guess what you have endangered the whole household you have endangered the whole family and I understand God if I should get out of line God if I should come outside of your will God then guess what God the family is in danger God all those that I lead are in danger God so guess what you have got to be God our savior God don't just save me God but save them from my mistake God save them from my mess up God save them from my sin God save them from from my struggles, God. Save them from my issues, God. Save them from my rebellion, God. Save them from my boredom, God. Save them from my perversion, God. Save them from my lust, God. Save them from my disobedience, God. You know that witchcraft that I should save them from that right there, God. Save them from the issues and the sins that I struggle with, God, that could possibly overtake them or throw them off or lead them astray, God. God, you have got to be our Savior. Just praise the name the Lord. So the response of you, the worshiper, must be that of praise. There should be a praise in your mouth regardless.
And like I said, I keep referring back to it because it blessed me so. I, 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 I'm still going to bless you. Huh. Uh, when, 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 when all these things that I couldn't plan for happen, I'm still going to bless you. Yes, I still got a praise in my mouth. I still got a praise in my mouth. And like I said earlier, I'm reminded of the old church when they took their time giving God praise, how they would investigate those songs that they were singing. You understand? Songs like, uh, 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 I'm trying, not, not the song has escaped my head. Devil, you are lying in the name of the Jesus, you are lying. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. When you have an opportunity to investigate, when you had times you experienced the joy of the Lord. It was the joy of the Lord. You, you know you wasn't supposed to have joy in that situation. Think about some of us, we've, we've lost all our money in our bank account. We've experienced different types of losses in our life. Well, you might have had a car repossessed. You might have lost a child, whatever the case may be, but but you came out of that not understanding why you were still able to have joy and didn't lose your mind and you still had a praise because guess what? This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me and the world cannot take it away. The old the church was spent about 20, 35 minutes on one song because it gave them an opportunity to investigate. It gave them an opportunity to be reminded of the experiences when they experienced the hand of God moving, the power of God being demonstrated in their life. So think about it. Nowadays, church goes by so fast, you have two services within an hour now. But where, where have you investigated the hand of God, the power of God? And, and where have you been reminded of, of experiencing the presence of God in your life? Which would cause you to rise up and give God praise. And so because the old the church was spent such a significant amount of, on, on these particular sons investigating God and what God has done, it gave us the opportunity to soak this stuff in and to remember what God has done. Not just remember, but to believe what God shall do, because he told you some things that he's going to do. And I still believe that God is not a man that he shall lie, nor the son of man that he shall repent. I still believe that if he spoke it, he shall bring it to pass. I still believe that God is not going to let his word return back to him void, but it shall accomplish all that he sent it out, spoke it out to do. He is watching over his word to perform it. I still choose to believe that. So for that, I could bless his name because it gave me an opportunity to soak in what God said. It gave me an opportunity to investigate how God did it before. Oh, come help me, child. He said, if God did it before, he can do it again. Oh, yes. Uh, if he did it before, he can do it again. And, and this is the thing that you got to understand. If he did it in the life of someone else, he can do it again in my life. Although it has never happened in my life because he's done it once before in the life of somebody else, then guess what? God is well able to do it in my life. So that is reason to give God praise. If he's done it, it doesn't simply mean he's had to do it in my life. If he's done it at all, then guess what? He can do it again. Oh, I bless his wonderful name. It says, bless the name of the Lord from, from this time forth and forevermore, right? And so even as we talk about blessing his name, right? He said, bless the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. He said, blessed be the name of the Lord from now until forever. Right now in your life, 
You know, as we've been talking about now, when God gave us this acronym for the word now, uh, we ain't necessarily got to get into it, but just how important the word now is. When you think about what is happening right now in your life, what is happening right now in your family, what is happening right now in your community, what is happening right now in your city, what is happening right now at your job, what is happening right now within the body of Christ, we still must have a response for the Lord our God. And it should be a response of praise from now until forever you ought to have praise in your mouth no you can't have the cussing in your mouth but you got to have a praise uh, you got to take the complaining out your mouth and put a praise uh, yeah yeah you got to take wanting to give up take all of that out your mouth and put a praise uh, you got to take that 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 angry talk out your mouth and put a praise in your mouth that's what the response of the worship of the service of god must be it should be a praise i still bless your name god God, you are still worthy, God. Yes, he is. You are still worthy of the glory, God. You are still worthy of the praise, God. God, I honor you, God. I thank you. Can you give God thanks? Yeah. See, some of y'all, you it was hard for you to must stop that thank you. Because some of you feel like, okay, this is not a, a, a moment worthy of giving God thanks. Uh, because right now, I don't like what I'm dealing with right now. So it's, it's he's not worthy of my, oh, yes, he is. Because as I started out, he's worthy of all praise. Yes, I did. And as I started out, he's worthy of all worship. Whether you like it or not, whether you feel comfortable or not, he is still worthy of your praise. And maybe God has not moved the way you want him to move. Because guess Guess what? Your praise is given from a place of anger. Your, your praise is given from a place of frustration and irritation, from a place of doubt, from a place of unbelief, from a place of fear. You, you've been trained so much to give God praise. You've been taught so much to give God praise. But is it truly coming from the place of love, your devotion from God, your commitment to God? Your loyalty to God. You're, you're, you loving God. I'm going to bless you, God, because I'm so honored that you would do this for me, God. Is it truly coming from a place of, of sincere appreciation, a sincere place of gratitude? Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. And it says, from the rising of the sun. Right? He says, from the rising of the sun unto the going down of the sun, the Lord's name is to be praised. So from the rising of the sun to the going down of the sun, the Lord's name is to be praised, right? And what you understand about the sun, we understand the sun denotes time, right? So from the opening of one day to the closing of another, God, oh, God, your name is worthy to be praised. So all throughout the day, God, your name is worthy to be praised, God. There should be a praise on your lips all through throughout the day. As the sun follows its circuit, the, 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 the line that God has placed for it to follow, it cannot change course. And so because the sun cannot change its course over the circuit that God has created it to operate on, then guess what? Why are you changing course? So what? You don't like what they said. Still giving praise. 
See, if your response is anything different than praise, you've got off course, worshiper. Oh, my God. Uh, if you're not reacting in a negative manner, if you got negative thoughts, uh, if you got thoughts, what, see, this was me the other day. I was so, I'm going to say it right here on the camera, I was so peeled. I wanted to say the other word. You understand? By some things that happened in my life, you know what? I, I, I said, God, I got to find some relief. Usually I can watch comedians, you know, with all the cussing and all that stuff, and it doesn't bother me. I messed around and watched this particular comedian, y'all, and oh my God, the F-bomb was just stuck in my head. I, I, the F-bomb was stuck in my head. I, I had to take my car to the shop, and, and, and I was not expecting the price that they told me. And I was like, what the? Forgive you. <laughs> uh, that F word right there. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, it wasn't necessarily forgive you. It was the other F word I'm talking about. That's what I really wanted to say. I, you got me effed up. Oh, you think I'm about to pay that. You understand what I'm saying? The car ain't even worth that F. You understand? You understand? F one was just all in my head all day. And I was like, God, you got to help me. I've never struggled with a cussing spirit this bad, except for when I was cussing. You got to help me, God. You've got to help me right now, God. I'm going to cuss everybody. My youngest child asked me, Daddy, can I have some Cheetos? Oh, get a sandwich with some Cheetos. Why you keep asking me for lunch is not chips, man? Lunch is not Cheetos. Lunch is not cheese ball. Ah, you know what? F it. That's how I felt. Go get the cheese ball if that's what you want. Go get the Cheetos if that's what you want. Just leave me the F alone. That's how I felt, y'all. Go ahead and be real. That's how I felt. Forgive me for being honest. Forgive me for being real about what it was that I was dealing with. I need God to help me. But somehow I begin to remember, God, I've been in this situation before, God, and you have came through like you always do, God. And I had to begin to pray and lay hands on myself and say, God, I don't even have the words to say right now, God. So I'm going to just go to old faith, but God, help me. Oh, yes, God, help me with this cussing, God. God, help me. God, my mind is not right. God, help me, God. My heart is not right, God. Help me, my spirit man is not right. God, help me, my soul is not right, God. My actions are not right, God. My speech is not right, God. My demeanor is not right, God. Wash me of any residue that the enemy has caused to, to come upon me, God. From this cussing spirit, God. This spirit of anger, God. This spirit of frustration and irritation. God, help me. What I'm trying to say, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. I should have had praise in my mouth. If your response is anything other than praise or worship, you have gotten yourself off course. Because again, the sun follows a circuit, a certain course that God has established for it to follow every day, rising in the east, setting in the west. It cannot deviate from that specific course. So guess what? Your response ought to be praise. If it is anything short of praise and worship, you have gotten off course. I don't care what they did. I don't care what they said. I don't care how they react. I don't care how they respond. And see, a lot of y'all, this is where the enemy getting y'all right here. Because anytime y'all hear the word racism, yeah, I'm talking to you, you black and brown folk. I'm talking to you. Yes, I am. I'm going to point my finger right at you. I'm talking to you. Because anytime you hear the word racism, you get all in your emotion. And the truth be told, you aren't back there. You ain't get beat by no billy club. Ain't no dog bitch. You You ain't experienced no slave. You might have experienced some prejudice and racism here and there. But guess what? That wasn't you all blooded and scraped up, falling down on the street, dogs biting you. You getting knocked upside your head by billy clubs and getting spit on in the face. None of that has happened to you. So how are you so emotional? I'm not saying you can't feel nothing, but some of you get so emotional, it gets you off course. I said it, or oh, I'm gonna go old school apostle right here. I said it, I meant it, and I'm here to represent it. 
Stop getting flustered. Stop getting aggravated because you don't agree with everybody. You're not going to agree with everybody. Because guess what? Y'all were designed to think differently because you are different individuals. Now, I've heard different people talk about they got issues with this, this woman, Candace, right? But if people ever uh, really sat and listened to what this woman is saying, this woman is speaking the truth. She is speaking the truth, but people are so hooked on the fact that she's so black and brown people out and, and, and not even taking into consideration how people take sound bites to what people say and not even giving a woman a chance to go and hear what she has actually said. I said, God, this, this woman is intelligent. She's intelligent. Why are people upset about what, what was, truth be told, she's entitled to her own opinion, just like you. I, I know, Lord, I just talked about getting out of court. Look, man, bring it back in. Somebody pray for me. Bring it, back, bring it back in. But from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. You cannot get off course. You cannot let people get you off course. You cannot let things get you off course. You cannot let situations get you off course. Nothing should get you off course of giving God praise throughout the day. Because remember, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I, you, we shall rejoice in it. So you're supposed to rejoice in the day. Rejoice in the fact that God made the day. Rejoice in the fact that God gave you time in the day to give him praise regardless of what you experienced. Rejoice in that. So from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. When you wake up, you got to start giving him praise. And when you land on your back, on your side, on your stomach, whatever the case may be, sitting up, because I don't know, trying to go to sleep, give him praise. It's from the rising of the sun to the going down of the sun. His name is to be praised. And this is the Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens, right? So even when we look at this, the Lord is high above all nations, nations denoting those natural created things and his glory is above the heavens, heavens denoting those spiritual created things. He is above natural as well as spiritual things. He is above all things. This is how high he is. He's above all things. He's letting you know how high he is. I'm above the natural order. I'm above the spiritual order. I'm above the natural created things. I'm above the spiritual created thing. That's why I deserve the glory that I deserve because I'm above it all. That's why we say the Bible declares that he's the most high God. Not just because of his position, but because of who he is. And then when you take his position into account, he said, I'm seated above everything. Above everything. And then the psalmist follows up in verse number five. He says what? Because when God tells us how high he is in verse five, the psalmist follows by saying, who is like unto the Lord our God who dwelleth on high? Who is like God? I give you a moment to think about who's like it. Eh? You can't find nobody that's like him. 
nowhere. Uh, you can search all over. You can search high. You can search low. You can search all around, but you will find nobody like our God. That's why he deserves the type of praise that he deserves, because there is none like him. He's the true and living God, and beside him, there is no other. That's why he deserves the type of praise he deserves. So the psalmist poses this, who is like our Lord God? And he says, who dwelleth on high. In other words, in the Hebrew, who dwelleth on high has been interpreted, who is exalted in the high place. He's not just exalted in the high praise, the high place because of the high praise that is given unto him. He's exalted in the high place because of who he is as being God. The Holy One, the Creator of the heavens and the earth. This is why he is exalted or dwells in the high place. Then look, look at this awesome God. He says, who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth. He's in such a high position that he says he humbles or he lowers himself or he stoops down. It speaks to the greatness of who God is, that he has to stoop down, bend down, lower himself, what? To behold, to admire his creations, right? The things that are in heaven and in earth. So it would be one thing to have to stoop down to look at those things that are below in the earth realm. But he's saying, I am so high. I am so great. My position is so high above all things. I must stoop down, lower myself, not just to observe the things in the earth, realm, but to observe the things here in the heavens. Wow, if that's not a reason to give God praise. For the fact of the matter is that God humbles himself. To observe what's here in the earth realm. He humbles himself. He stoops down. He bends over. He makes himself low to pay attention to you. And what I appreciate about God humbling himself, stooping down, bending over, getting lower, it denotes that God is getting close to you. I want to get close to you, pay attention to you. I can appreciate that. Because you know everybody don't want to be close to you. There are some folk right in your house. They, 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 they tolerate you right now. Can't stand you. They love you. But right now, they really like you right now. But it proves that God, being who he is, he wants to lower himself, stoop down, get close to you, and observe you. I want to come close to behold you. I want to get close to look at you. I want to get close to hear you. I want to get close to know what's on your mind. I want to get close to hear what's on your heart. I want to get close to, to tell me, let me know what bothers you. Let me know what concerns you. Let me know what upsets you. Let me know what moves you. So think about it. When God is humbling himself, this is what God is doing. I'm bending down. I'm stooping to get closer to you, to behold, to observe you. The Bible says he raises up the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the dunghill, right? So he raises up the poor or those that are low in a low place. He raises up those that are in a low place. 
And this is the thing, while you're in a low place, if you are in fact experiencing a low place, while you're in a low place, do you still have a high praise? Because the Bible declares in the book of Psalms that the high praises of God be in your mouth and the devilish sword in your hand. So though, although you may be in a low place, feel low, do you still have a high praise in your mouth? Because it says he raises up the poor out of the dust. And when you think about dust, what we know dust to be scientifically is dead cell. Dead skin cell, right? So I raise up poor those that are in low places out of dead places. I'm raising you up out of dead places. You thought it was dead, but he said, listen, I'm gonna raise you up out of this dead place. See, that's the reason to bless his name right there. Because you praise him for what he's done or will do. I'm gonna raise you up out of this dead place. Dead relationships, I'll raise you up out of this place. Old dead mindsets, I'm gonna raise you out of this place. Old dead behaviors and actions and responses and reactions, I'm gonna raise you up out of this place. He says he lifted the needy out of the dunghill. Now, see, some of us, we, we've been made to believe that we are needy individuals, right? So we've heard some people say, You're so needy, so needy, so needy. Oh, the truth be told, we're all needy. We're all needy. Because guess what? You need God. And you need people. So we're all needy. So he says, and he lifted the needy out of the donkey. So guess what? Needy people on, on, this, on this Zoom conference call, and I'm talking to myself first and foremost, because I'm a needy individual. Guess what? He's going to lift you out of the stinking place. <laughs> oh, God, thank you right there, God. He's going to lift you up out of that stank place. I put it like that. Put some black on that stank place. He's about to lift you out of that stank place. And some of the places are stank because of you. Some of the places are stank because of what I did, what I said. It's stinking up in here. Because of you. But thank God there is a God who's willing and who's concerned that he desires to lift you out of that stank place that you and I have created some days. So that's the reason to give God praise. That's why my response will be that of praise. Because God is willing. He's showing you, I don't mind getting my hands dirty when it comes to you. I'm willing to dig in the dirt to dig you out. I'm willing to put my hands in the filth to pull you out of the stinking places. Oh, I bless his name today. He said that it may set him with princes, even with the princes of his people. That it may set us with royalty, because he understands that we're peculiar people. They know that we are a royal people. A people that have been predestined, a people that have been uh, called down according to the ordinances of God. But I'm going to set you in your rightful place. Now, it's not that people are supposed to worship you. It's not that you're supposed to use your people with authority that you have. But I'm going to set you to know that you are known. Because for a prince or a king, they are known. Not just in their kingdom, but surrounding nations. They are known. So what is it? I'm going to set you with the princes and even with the princes of my people. I'm going to set you in a place where you shall be known. Not known in the sense where you're about to be famous. Known to him. And that you know that he knows you. And whoever he desires to know you. 
Because guess what? God will keep your, your identity concealed to certain people. He will let, he will allow certain people to mishandle you. Because guess what? He's going to deal with how they handle you, but he's also observing how you respond and how they mishandle you. Some days that's called the test. How will you know if you've advanced, gone higher, if you're not tested? How will you know if you've learned the information if you're not tested? So he, he sets you with princes and the princes of his people. He sets you in a place where you can be known. See, that's, that's the reason to give God praise. Because some of us have felt so rejected and overlooked and so abandoned and forgotten about. But he said, I want to let you be known. I bless God for that. That somebody knows that I exist outside of God. And, and it's not that they just know that I exist, but they're mindful of me. They care about me. They love me. They support me. They push me. I thank God for putting people like that in my life, my wife, my children, and other people that God has surrounded me with, my family, uh, natural and spiritual. Because it matters that people know who you are. And I'm saying, when they know me, they know the things that I love, they know the things that bring me joy, they know the things that brings me happiness, they know the things that put a smile on my face, and as equally as important, they know the things that frustrate the crap out of me, the things that anger me, my pet peeves, they know these things. Right? So things like my wife will say, hey, well, I'll do this so you can get prepared for service. That's knowing me. That, hey, it, it would stress me out it would, with the little bit of time I have to come and set up everything in order to be uh, a certain way and, and be in a certain mindset that I can do what I believe God is calling me to do to help to know that that could possibly bring stress. What she's doing is eliminating the frustration or eliminating the stress by any means necessary. That is knowing me. So I bless God for that. Days that I may be feeling down, days that I may be feeling discouraged, and my children will come and they will love on me. And they'll be like, you're the best daddy in the world. Daddy, you're doing an awesome job. You know, that's knowing me, knowing what I needed in that moment without having to say, because some days I didn't even know what I needed in that moment, but God touched the heart of a child that through this hug and these simple words, it could lift my countenance, it can lift my spirit. I bless God for that. So thank God that God has allowed people to be in your life that know you. Thank God that he's put you in a place to be known by people who truly care, right? So it says, he maketh the barren woman to keep house, to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. He maketh. Look at the word now. He makes, he's going to make the woman that was barren give birth to children. I'm going to make it be so. So that you're able to keep house. Saying about is it really house, home? If there are no blessings there, children are considered to be blessings. I know some of us just think of the house as a blessing. Yeah, okay, it is a blessing. Is it really a house or home if children aren't there? 
There's so many words, yes. But I think it could be a better home, a better house if the blessings of children were there. So he said, he maketh the bare woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother. Make you be joyful. I'm going to make you be full of joy by becoming a mother. So you can, and then the, the psalmist ends with praise the Lord. Look at all these different attributes and things that God is saying he's going to do. Because again, we praise God for what he has done, but we praise him for what he will, shall do. It hasn't happened yet, but can you praise him like it has happened? Can you be grateful like it has happened? Can you be excited like it has happened? Can you celebrate like it has happened? Because again, he's worthy of all praise. Not just praise for when it has happened, but he's worthy of all praise when it hasn't happened. Praise while you're in the process of it happening. Praise while you're in the middle of the struggle. Praise when you just went into a storm. Praise when you're coming out of a storm, getting ready to go back into a new storm. Can you praise while you're in the middle of the fire, when it's hot, praise. When you get in a cold shoulder, can you praise? When folk are ignoring you, rejecting you, praise. This is why he's worthy of all praise. No matter what I'm experiencing, no matter what I'm going through, I can still praise you. So simply put, the response of the servants should be nothing less than giving God praise or worshiping God. Amen. So come on right where you are. Put your hands together and give God some praise. Amen. And since we are talking about praise, I must bless God for our graduates. That is Macaria. That is Taylor. And that is the drill sergeant, Jeremy. Amen. We thank God for their great accomplishments that they have accomplished on this year. Um, and, and not to mention the parents who pushed them. You know, who supported them, who stood by them, you know, who prayed for them, who encouraged them, who reminded them of some things. You understand? Uh, because guess what? We celebrate you, too. Just as much as we celebrate the graduates, we celebrate you, too, parents, uh, for making sure that they get through and do what they're supposed to do. So we're looking forward to them doing great things. That they're, We just believe that they're going to do great things. They're, they're three youth that I've seen who've had a plan, what they want to do with their lives, and we're just going to be uh, trusting God and believing God, touching an agreement that God is going to honor their plan. Uh, but more importantly, we're going to pray that God keeps them in the center of his will, that they will be who God called them to be and that they would do what God has called them to do. So, graduates, we honor you and we salute you in Jesus' name. Thank you for allowing us uh, in ministry to be, you know, part-time life coaches in your life. We appreciate the opportunity uh, for the parents allowing us to support, come alongside them and pray, help encourage and correct some days. So thank you for giving us that opportunity because, again, it truly takes a village. It still takes a village. We cannot get away from it. It still takes a village. So thank you, parents. And thank you to the graduates for allowing us, you know, your church family to come alongside your journey. Amen. And the journey is not complete yet. So we, we support you. We encourage you. And we're going to be praying for you. So we celebrate you on your great accomplishment. And to all of the mighty men of valor, to all of the mighty men, uh, to, the, to the worshiping men, 
to the praising man, to the praying and interceding man, to those men who are leading, not just in church, but leading in your homes, you know, being men of God, uh, not just at church, but you be a man of God at home, you be a man of God uh, within the community, you be a man of God within the body of Christ, you've been an example, uh, a kingdom man of God within the spheres of influence that God has called you to. We thank God for you being a great and awesome man of God. To those of you that have wished me uh, well on this Father's Day, I say thank you. Uh, give me an opportunity to respond to y'all, but thank you in advance for thinking of us uh, and thinking of me as a man. Uh, we understand women, it's not easy to be a woman, and it's certainly not easy to be a man, so we, we, we just honor the women, because uh, like they say, behind every great man, there is a great woman. So for me saying, hey, to all of these great men, you ought to, I know it's Father's Day, but you ought to tell that woman who support you, that woman that's pushing, that woman that got a hand in your back, that woman that's cheerleading and carrying you on, praying for you, when some days you don't pray for yourself and she's still praying, you gotta tell that woman thank you, let her know that you appreciate her. So I appreciate you, woman of God, to my wife, I appreciate my children for helping me be the man that I am today, amen.